Hello, I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and this is the Pet Loss Companion broadcast that my friend and colleague and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez and I do every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And it is our effort to take the knowledge that we gained doing pet loss support groups, facilitating pet loss support groups for many years and bringing that information into our book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups, to take that information and bring it to a larger audience. So we're very happy to have you with us if you're with us right now in person or in real time. And please let us know any questions or comments you have. And if you're watching the video or listening on one of the podcast platforms, please feel free to get in touch with us and give us your comments and your questions. We're happy to make this as interactive and as focused on your needs as it possibly can be. So I'm going to let Nancy take us forward from here. Well, we have a topic tonight. Um, and do animals have souls? And so Ken and I have done some research, but we also get questions of this quite often. And there was a question that came in and it is, are pets reincarnated? Um, I hope they are. That would be the best for me. Do they have souls? Some people say they don't. I don't understand. They are such beautiful souls. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, whenever I hear this kind of question, it, it brings up so many trains of thought. And the first one is, how can you look into the face of a dog or a cat or a horse or a llama or any animal companion and not see a consciousness looking back at you? Right. I, find it, I find it really hard to grasp that people can deny that. But I know, of course, that, that many people do. And we'll talk some about the institutions that have imposed that sort of view. And I do believe, as you and I have talked about, Nancy, I do believe that this is, the whole question is based in the absurd notion that human beings are the top of creation, that we are, that we are the most significant creations and not just another one of many, many animals and life forms that share this planet. And so I think it has something to do fundamentally with notions about power and control. Mm -hmm. And so for, for a long time, there have been people and institutions who have denied that animals have a consciousness and have a soul. And just to say a little bit about what a soul is, and there, there can be different definitions for this, but the, the way that I'd sen I've synthesized the definitions that I've seen is that the soul is the spiritual presence of another being. The soul is that entity that looks back from behind their eyes. And you can call it consciousness, you can call it spirit, you can call it soul. And the other thing I can say about the soul is when somebody dies, when a person dies or when an animal dies, and we look at them, they look vacant. Mm -hmm. They look different. And what's missing is that spark of life, is yes, the soul. Yes. That's the way I see it, that what's missing is that which we call the soul. It's what, it's what makes 
that object alive makes it into who it is mm-hmm. and who it who it is in in life and so i'm not saying that very clearly but that's those are my thoughts and and my definition and we talked about i've, I've been rereading a book by elizabeth marshall thomas the hidden life of dogs it's a great great book and in it, she starts, actually, she starts off by talking about consciousness and about the fact that consciousness is obviously an evolutionary benefit and that we are, human beings, are at one place on the evolutionary development tree, mm-hmm. but we, we, come, we come from and we're related to and we're connected to everything else and that if 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 we have consciousness, it stands to reason that all our other fellow animals have consciousness as well as well. So she talks about that, and she talks about it in a way that is just very much like, look, when you when you see the way animals behave, when you see the way dogs behave, how could you possibly how could you possibly deny it? So that's that's one source that I found interesting and affirming of of the way I see things. Well, um, we I did do some research into religions. Now, I think that probably out there people are watching to be of many different religions. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the the most common, um, and I I just took this out of you know my research online. So I'm hoping that it's it's somewhat similar to what people of that religion believe. Um, Now, there's always been a question of Christianity, especially Catholicism, because Catholics did not believe that animals had souls for a period of time. However, uh, Pope Francis says that all pets go to heaven. So that would say to me, I think that they they do have souls and they do go to heaven. Um, but the Mormons believe that animals go to heaven. In Islam, all souls are, are eternal, but there is a judgment, I guess, at the gates. So because an animal is a different being than a human, it, 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 it may not be quite the same as getting into heaven. However, but they are eternal. So they do have souls. Mm-hmm. In Buddhism, animals are sentient beings and can be reborn, so that's into re- reincarnation a little bit, as an animal or as a human, because they are both connected. In Hinduism, animals have souls, but animal souls evolved into the human plane during reincarnation. So then you have these, Buddhism and Hinduism do have this reincarnation thing going. In Judaism, they're not, from what I read, they're not, they're kind of fuzzy on if there's a heaven or hell concept, but they do believe that animals have souls. And the American Indian, all animals are interconnected. There is afterlife for animals. Again, reincarnation, which is kind of interesting. So I picked up two other um, sayings from people um, or information. Um, the soul is the same in all living creatures, although the body of each is different. And that was said by Vintage Vigra, who was a veterinarian. 
a Canadian veterinarian, I believe. Um, and there is a, a, a commonality or a communality of human and animal minds and emotions. So that's how they're, they're connected. And with spirituality and psychology, dogs do have souls. Um, and they are, they're, they bind their souls. They bond their souls. Dogs bond their souls to humans and it attaches and upon death goes where the human soul goes. Where, where, what is that? It's, it's a spiritual, spirituality, psychology kind of uh, reference about dogs. Mm -hmm. um, so the dog soul attaches to the human soul. And when the, um, when the person dies, it goes where the human soul goes. Um, and our relationships with our animals are emotional and spiritual. So they never really end. Mm -hmm. Wherever our bodies and souls go after death, are we are together. So that's kind of some of the, the information I got, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, it's the similarities right across these different faiths, and and certainly I, I'm I'm involved with Wiccan faith, which basically is very similar to the what I heard you describe as Native American, where everything is connected. Right. All life is connected. Every every aspect of creation is connected, and that that there is continuity, and that and that we need to be really free in our ability to relate directly to the spiritual world. We don't need for anybody in a quote unquote leadership position to tell us how to understand and how to make sense of our spirituality, that we, are, we have direct access to the nature of our own spirit and the nature of other, other being spirits. And so again, I feel like there's, there's commonalities there, but it all comes down to more or less the sense that if, if, if we're open to seeing and appreciating what we see with our very eyes and what we experience with our hearts all all animals have souls they have, of course they have souls and i think it also goes back to a belief system right we had talked about that in, in another episode where you know it, you your belief is what what drives you what gives you comfort which gives you um you know peace which soothes you and i firmly believe that our, my animals, all animals have souls. Um, they, how can they not? You know, yeah. they're, they're pure and innocent and loving and, and go live in the moment. They have joy. And I don't, they just, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Well, also, the, as you were going through that list, one of the things I was, Wondering is if all faiths have always allotted women a soul, mm. and I don't think they have. And 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 so again, it comes down to this idea of who has the who who decides who appoints himself. I was going to say him and herself, but it's usually himself, the person who has such knowledge, because none of us really know the mind of the creator, right? Mm -hmm. we, we think we may, and we may have books that give us some indication, but all of this is beyond our comprehension. All of who and what we are spiritually, 
we 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 don't know. I mean, we we the way I the way I look at spirituality is we, I stand in awe of creation and appreciate the mysteries that I that I don't I I can't grasp. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you one other, one other thing, and we were talking about this a little beforehand. I recently read this book. It's called After. A Doctor Explores the Near-Death Experiences. I'm sorry, A Doctor Explores What Near-Death Experiences Reveal About Life and Beyond. It's by a guy named Bruce Grayson. And he talks about, he's been studying near-death experiences for 40 something years and has countless stories countless accounts from people who have physiologically been been deceased sometimes for several minutes and then are revived and he has come to and he's very science focused so he's very cynical in a scientific way was he, was, he, was he the doctor that actually had a, a near-death experience himself? Or there was a doctor that, that wrote a book on, on his own experience, but this is a different person. You know, I, I, I don't recall. I don't know that he had one himself, but he certainly studied it mm-hmm. at great length ever, ever since the very beginning of his, of his career in medicine. And one of the things that he says about them is he wonders if, the data point to the possibility that our souls or our spirits are actually external to our physical bodies and that our bodies are more like receptors or like cell phones, I think he uses the metaphor as, because people who have near-death experiences almost universally talk about that experience feeling more real and less filtered than the experience they have in their everyday lives. And by filtered, I mean things like they feel extraordinary love and connection. They feel like time is, is variable. Sometimes things move very fast, and sometimes things are kind of suspended in the moment for a long time. And they talk about colors that are brighter and more beautiful than anything they see in life. And so he he comes upon this hypothesis that that maybe we are containers that that focus our spirit in ways that allow us to navigate the physical world, but that we're actually more than that. And it's all of this stuff is is something you can discuss at great length. But Mm -hmm. I, I think that that for people who've lost a pet, it's important to to think about that the relationship that you had with them is is of absolutely central importance, the love you had, and that there is is probably something transcendent about them as there is probably about us. And that 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 can be comforting to hold on to, if that makes sense. Right. And it's comforting, I think, for people to know that they do have souls, that they do have an afterlife. And in some religions, they actually can come back or well, they bond with their humans, but they actually can come back um, 
as as humans or they can become back as another animal so that that's a part of that reincarnation thing mm -hmm. so um and in fact you know we had that episode i think we did a little bit of this a few times a few months ago and you know after one of our dogs would die if we saw a little rabbit outside or something we would mm -hmm. say oh that's that's lulu as an as a rabbit you know so mm -hmm. because we wanted we wanted that that her her soul their souls to live on right right um so um but uh, you know I, I it is a belief system and if it makes you feel good and it's soothing and 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 important and you know um, and makes you feel good then it's that's what it is and there's here's, here's one soul right here as maze and she seems to want to be connected to me she wants to stick with me either that or with this wire and it's uh i mean how could again how could you how could you not think mm -hmm. there's a consciousness there's a spirit here of course there is you know i think there's been a lot of um research social research done recently with animals and the connection of humans and animals and how much they do have emotions and mm -hmm. how much they can connect it to they do do connect it to their their humans um and so that would be something interesting for people to look at too because there was there is that connection so we wanted to we wanted to spotlight a note that we got. So we got a note from a gentleman named Scott, who lives in Massachusetts, and he makes a really important recommendation. He says that he had to he had to euthanize his beloved dog, and in the aftermath of that, as rough as that is, he recognized that he didn't have anywhere near the number of images, videos, photographs that he wished he had to remember his dog by. And so he makes a recommendation and I'll read his recommendation. I think the biggest lesson regret that I never really thought about until the Saturday after with the lack of photos and videos of Roxy and old toys that I no longer have. With broken phones and laptops over the years, everything being digital these days, and having moved, moved around a lot in 15 years, I'm missing a lot of old memories that didn't seem important at the time, but I yearn for today. A hard lesson to learn after the fact, but that's my biggest regret. If I had a suggestion for everyone, particularly for first-time pet parents, it's to always back up your favorite photos, videos, keep mm -hmm. a few old toys and blankets, etc. And that that's just a wonderful recommendation because life moves fast. We don't we don't think about some of these kinds of mementos maybe in the moment and and then we wish that we had thought about it all along. We yes, we, that came up in the group quite quite often. I think mm -hmm. that there were people there was one woman in particular that was devastated because she had lost her her dog. I think it was a dog. Um, and in in this outpouring of grief and in the immediate, she got rid of everything. She got rid of the leashes. She got rid of the bowls. She got rid of the pictures. She got rid of any kind of of connection to yeah. her dog. And then weeks later, a month later, she's at the group and she goes, "I have nothing." And she was so distraught of not having anything connected to her dog that had died and so you're scott's right you know i think 
most people do take pictures now. I mean, it's so easy to do that with the phones we have. Um, and they buy lots of things for their animals, their toys and, and um, cat towers and, you know, all of these things. But I do think that it's important to make sure that that's part of a ongoing memento, you know, for for their animal. Um, sure. And, and it's a good idea if you can't have the kinds of artifacts that you are mentioning, if you can't have their food and water bowl or their collar or their play toy or whatever, if you can't have that in sight, often it's a good idea to put it aside somewhere, put it in a closet, yeah. put it in a box, but not outright get rid of them because you may very well long for them later on. And, and so with, with a major loss like the loss of a pet or any, any major loss, it's a good idea to not do things with, with great impulsivity because you may not find that that was the best judgment later on. Well, that's how we talk about the not making any any big you know decisions either during that period mm -hmm. of time. You know, sometimes people can't look at pictures, or they don't yeah. want to see the bowl, or they don't want to see the bed. But yes, put them aside. You know, and then at some point in time, they could go back to those um, the toys or whatever else they have saved. For for Scott, what we talked about. Um, was to sit down. So there are things that are gone or, or, or you know, people are feeling, I don't have enough pictures. I don't have enough uh, mementos. Is to try to, to write down all of the memories that you can remember. Because as time goes on, we all know that those memories fade a bit. It's not that they're not there, but you can't pull on them as much. And so from the time, you know, what happened when when the animal was young, you know, how did you get the animal? What happened when they were young? Um, what are the things you love to do with them? Did you hike or go, go on the boat or, you know, um, had, you know, birthday parties or, you know, or Christmas, you know, gifts and all of those things that you would remember and and write them down to make a scrapbook or to make a book of some sort um, so that they are then written for for history and so I, you can go back to it. And, and I thought that was such a great suggestion, Nancy. And, and, and not only will the person who follows that suggestion have all of those accounts, <clears throat> the doing will be really helpful for many, many people. The doing will, there's something about getting what you're thinking and feeling out of yourself yeah. onto a page, onto a drawing, into the conversation with other people that, that gives, it, gives you new perspective on it and, and helps it to not be so painfully in you in an encumbering way. And so I, I think that that's both a, a, a healing intervention and also the creation of something that may well have lots of emotional value over time. 
And, and, and right. It's perfect. I mean, and having even drawing pictures or, or maybe, oh. maybe you went to a certain coffee shop outside and your dog was there. So a matchbook from there. I mean, you could do many different creative things going back. And, and of course we recommend that as soon as possible after the death that all of a sudden, Oh my gosh, I don't really have anything because then it's, it's, more more in your head to be able to write that down so when time goes by you know it you know it's it, it's lost somewhat um but you're right actually doing it is mm -hmm. is a is a great ritual mm -hmm. and, and it, it doesn't have to be a memorial no it, different things for different people different rituals different ways of holding our beloved animals close to our hearts I and mean, we are so different in our temperaments and styles that you know creativity is important in these things i i i, I can tell you i had a cat named diana <clears throat> would follow me we'd go on hikes she would follow me and i would call her and she'd come running across a meadow <laughs> in the back property <laughs> and and i have a video of her calling me calling her and she's like bounding across well she's no longer here i i can't I can't yet look at that video, but I know it's there. She was one of my really special, special, special friends. And, but just know, it's interesting the way this kind of stuff works in us because knowing it's there and I can't look at it, at least I know it's there. Yeah, you have it. So <laughs> at some point you can, you can look at it. Yeah. And that happens for a lot of people. It's too painful yes. to look at certain pictures or videos, you know, right after a death. It's just too hard. But eventually, you mm -hmm. know, it would be nice to have to have those videos to see. Yeah. And this is this is oh boy, I don't know, three years, maybe two yeah. years. How long time? I don't remember, Diane. So yeah, it's a long time. And and uh it's it's something the way this all works, you know. It's but that's just part yeah. of life, right? I also think that for people, and I think you alluded to this, is some people don't want those things, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I talk a lot with people about euthanasia and about cremation, and there are some people saying, "No, I don't want the ashes back. I'm good with that." Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I. You know, it's fine. I once they die, they died, and 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 so that's their belief. And they, and other people go to the crematories and and watch their animals yeah. go in and and yeah. bring back the ashes. Yeah, so, different different things are meaningful for different people, and sometimes it varies according to the relationship with the particular animal companion. Right. So, and and sometimes it varies across our own life cycle. Mm -hmm. Like early on, we might feel one way and then later on we might feel another way and it's just all of that is, what, is what it is it is what it is it is what you need or what you believe and whatever is going to help you get through yeah so nancy do animals have souls yes they do and i'm going to we're going to finish tonight they do have souls um yeah. i think a lot of you out there have probably heard of the rainbow bridge um, which is a, a, it's not a really a poem, it's a piece 
that was written anonymously. However, there is some person that has taken credit for, and I can't remember his name. I think it was Paul someone. But um, but a lot of people get some solace with this because it does have to do with souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read it. It's not too long. Um, the Rainbow Bridge. There is a bridge connecting heaven and earth. It is called the Rainbow Bridge because of all its beautiful colors. Just the side of the Rainbow Bridge, there is a land of meadows, hills, and valleys with lush green grass. When a beloved pet dies, the pet goes to this place. There is always food and water and warm spring weather. The old and frail animals are are found again. Um, Those who were uh, hurt, uh, who were sick or hurt or in pain are made whole again. There is only one thing missing. They are not with their special person who loved them so much on earth. So each day they run and play until the day comes when one suddenly stops playing and looks up. The nose twitches, the ears are up, the eyes are staring, and this one runs from the group. You have been seen, and when you and your special friend meet, you take him in your arms and hug him. He looks and, and kisses your face again and again. And you look once more into the eyes of your best friend and trusting pet. And then you cross over the rainbow bridge together, never again to be apart. And people love, I mean, they get so much solace out of knowing yeah. that they will see. They're going to cross the rainbow bridge too. And can you imagine and how many animals can you and I have had? To walk over that bridge. Quite a reunion. <laughs> it will be so many. And it will I better be- bring treats. <laughs> so, but it does talk about souls, right? right. Yeah. Souls. <laughs> yeah. so. All right, Nancy. Well, it's a great conversation as usual. And I hope you're doing okay after your recent loss. Too. Yeah, we got our ashes about a week ago. We got her teapot today. Okay. And I, did I talk about the teapot? I don't know yeah. if ever I did. And it, we called her nickname was, it was even though she's a black pug, her nickname was Kitten Tongue because she, she just had that little kitten face. So we got a black cat teapot, which I thought was just perfect. And That's so, great. so we put her the ashes in there, her little teapot. Okay? That's great. Yeah. And you'll hold her close, I'm sure. Yeah. Always do. Yeah. All right. Well, great, great talking with you. I'll look forward to our next conversation. All right. We'll see you next week. And please, you know, send us any questions or comments or thoughts. We would welcome them.